You're listening to the Fired Up Podcast Network. Let's get fired up. This is Fired Up NFL Draft with your hosts, Daniel Garrett and Mitch Wolf. Mitch, how you doing today? Doing good. It's good to be back. You know, we had a little bit of a break uh, just to uh, watch a lot of prospects. So we're going to have a lot of information coming at the listeners soon. And it's uh, good to be back and talking about this stuff. Yeah, and today we're uh, hitting some uh, Midwestern safeties, three Big Ten guys, and then a Notre Dame prospect to end it. So uh, we have Jaquan Brisker, Brandon Joseph, Daxton Hill, and Kyle Hamilton. Really excited about all these guys here today. Really think that this safety class is really fun and really interesting. And if you need a safety, I mean, this year is looking pretty good depth-wise. And you also have, obviously, a very high-end player at the top to go along with that depth. Um We'll start out here with Jaquan Brisker from Penn State, number one for the Nittany Lions. He is listed at 6'1", 200 pounds. Mitch, what did you think his best trait was? I liked his tackling, and the, and I liked his run defense in general. Uh, just he's very willing to come downhill and fit the run. He's a good, really good tackler, um, both like kind of in the box between the tackles and uh, on the outside. And the thing I want to say about Brisker is, and this is something that we've kind of gotten called on is that with the taper watching is 2020 and some 2019. So, you know, sometimes players roles change during this season, obviously. Um, and the thing about Brisker is like, there's been a lot of talk about him this season about how he's improved and you're like, okay, this is good. So I'm going to go watch him. And then when you watch him, you're like kind of disappointed, but then you're like, Oh wait, he's imp-. so you're watching the point where he's improved from. So you kind of have to remember that. So I still like Brisker a lot. Like he does a lot for the Penn state defense. They move him around a good bit. He was playing traditionally free safety, but they're moving him more in the box. He can play in the slot, Um, but he's got really good eyes and mental processing. You know, he's able to kind of detect routes and anticipate concepts, which is good to see. Um, My biggest issue with him was I I'm not sure about his athleticism. So originally he went to a, juco at lackawanna community college which is a very good juco they get a lot of prospects into the fbs but and i think he just lacks some foot speed because sometimes receivers will just kind of beat him across the mostly across the field sometimes vertically but it's mostly on like longer developing routes and he'll just get beat that way with speed so that's something i'm a little concerned about but from what i've heard it seems that he's kind of uh fixed that issue this year i'm not exactly sure how yet but i think you're going to go into that a little more yeah, and I've gotten to see him three or four times live. Obviously, broadcast tape, so you're not you're not able to see, especially in the secondary as well as you can with the all twenty two. But I had a similar strength. I thought his his, his fits against the run were very good. Um, my weakness for him, my his worst trait, I thought was his range. And from what I've seen live, he's been able to help that trait not necessarily with you know you can't really you're not going to get more athletic 
But what he's been able to do is he's improved his anticipation so much to the point where he's leaving earlier and breaking on these balls so much sooner than he was in 2020, where he's able to make plays on them now that he wasn't previously able to. And it's just the awareness and anticipation that's improved, really. I don't necessarily think he's gotten more athletic. I just think he's become a smarter player, able to diagnose what's going on and able to make plays on the ball because of that heightened anticipation. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that makes all the sense in the world. You know, he's a fifth year player. Um, He's had a ton of snaps for Penn State since coming over there. Um, And yeah, like you said, like that, that issue kind of mitigates some of his athletic limitations. The thing that concerns me about that is when you get to the NFL, you know, your athletic limitations are going to be enhanced even more. And, you know, they're going to find ways, our offenses will find way to find ways to exploit that. And it'll take him some time to get acclimated to, you know, NFL speed and NFL concepts. But, you know, if he can kind of get to a point where he's like, okay, like now I know what I'm seeing, you know, can his, processing and anticipation still compensate for his lack of athleticism at the NFL level. Yeah, for sure. And when, when you look at him, I, I don't think his athleticism is a limitation on him being an NFL player. I think it's really going to be a limitation on his upside in terms of, I don't necessarily think this is a guy that's ever going to be somebody that we discuss as one of the top safeties in the NFL, just because you look across the board, they're all athletic freaks Mm -hmm. at the top. I I don't think he has that kind of upside. I really think that his high end upside is like a good quality starter. Yeah, definitely. And like, and like you said, like, especially on like, if they use him in a defense that plays a lot of one high, uh, get him in the box where he can, you know, I think if he's covering tight ends and, you know, some maybe like big slot receivers, he's okay with that. But, you know, if he's, you know, playing single high and he's the free or I I think he can do uh, too high and, you know, cover half the field, it'll be okay. Um, Maybe in some more like spread offenses, like a chiefs or bills might have some issues, but yeah, I mean, I'm, so for my improvement, I'd say it was pursuit angles. And I think that some of those might be kind of, is that yours too? Yeah. Yeah. It was. Okay. <laughs> That's so, why I was laughing. Okay. We so, have the uh, exact same. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that, you know, what you said about his anticipation and recognition, you know, maybe that's kind of improved that, but again, that's something that, you know, I think that can be improved just with more experience. Um, but in terms of his, well, go, well, since it's the same improvement, I'll just go on to the draft range. Um, I think that, you know, I, I, I want to see his 2021, uh, but kind of if I'm combining what you said and what I've seen a little bit of his live this year with what I saw this year, I'm comfortable taking him in the third round, um, you know, because I think you can find a role for him on special teams early. You can, you know, have him be kind of a slot safety if you're running a uh, five defensive back base defense on early downs. And, you know, he's a smart player. He's been around for a while. And I think he's you know one of the leaders of the Penn State defense. So he's the kind of guy you want in the locker room. So I think third round is appropriate for him right now. Yeah, for sure. And just some, t- again, touching on that, his heightened anticipation, a-, a little bit of anecdotal evidence, but against Ohio State did see a play where he was in that single high role that you were talking about. He's not going to be in the NFL. But he was able to, with anticipation, make a play on a go ball. I believe it it could have been Smith and Jigba or it was Garrett Wilson. I don't remember which one it was that was Mm -hmm. running it. So not necessarily 
like someone that's lacking in terms of speed, um, was able to get from towards the opposite hash to the sideline and make a play opposite sideline because he was he broke on the ball well before it got thrown. And so mm. when you look at that, obviously NFL speed, it's going to be different. He barely got there at, and against a college quarterback, college receivers. Mm-hmm. So you look, I think in that too high scheme, like you were talking about, I think he's going to have enough speed and athleticism to be a starter and be able to make plays downfield on the ball. And so for me, I really look at him with what I've seen. I agree. 2020, I really thought like late third early fourth but Mm -hmm. with the improvements i've seen live as long as when we get the film and it matches up the live looks i really think he can be a late second round type of player Mm -hmm. i wonder like when he does his combine i mean i I I say that will drop him in the general consensus i i say that and then you got to remember penn state students always test well so You know, maybe, you know, this this will be interesting for him because like, you know, like guys like Mike Gesicki, Shaka Tony, all those just had incredible Troy Apke all had, basically got drafted off his combine. Um, all those dudes had great numbers across the board. So we'll have to see if that holds true for Brisker. But let's move on to the next guy. Yeah. Next up is Brandon Joseph, the safety from Northwestern. Where's number 16 for the Wildcats? 6'1", 192 pounds. Mitch, what did you think his best trait was? I'm going to go back to back here. I thought it was run defense. Uh, you know, a, a lot of the things I said about Brisker, you know, good eyes, good trigger downhill, really good at attacking gaps, uh, pretty good tackler. Sometimes he misses when he's going after the angles. So that's a bit of an issue. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he plays a lot of different roles for Northwestern, at least he did in 2020. Uh, free, strong slot, doing everything. Mostly plays in the, the strong or the left side of the defense. Um, honestly, I was kind of disappointed with Joseph. Like I had heard a lot of great things about him, especially him being a red cert freshman in 2020. And I was not super impressed with the tape. I watched, um, I, I again said for him, you know, best is a strong safety with two high shells might not be the best true free safety. Um, cause I thought again, his worst trait was his range. I just wasn't super impressed by his ability to flow, um, from sideline to sideline. And I was like, I, I kind of, I was hoping he would be kind of your true free safety and he was not that. Yeah, for for me, I did like him in against the run, but I also thought he was pretty good in that slot role in man to man against some of the bigger players um, against tight ends. I thought he could do a pretty good job there. I think he's going to be a guy where you look at him and you don't necessarily, especially when he starts his career, want him in on base packages you want him in when you go nickel and dime especially dime to be mm-hmm. able to cover some of those bigger slots and tight end types mm-hmm. and i think that's going to be where he gets his initial playing time because i do like him in man man again good against the run and i thought his worst trait i i do agree range is part of it but i thought some of his instincts in mm-hmm. terms of zone coverage were really lacking and I really was not a fan of that. And that's when you get into when he does play that free safety role, it really gets pretty rough. And yeah, like you said, there's a there was a lot of buzz preseason, especially it's lowered since the start of this year, but mm-hmm. we're working off the same tape they were preseason. And 
there was a lot of round one hype and I just did not see that. I really thought he was a limited player in terms of his ability in zone coverages. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. And I think, I think in like short zones, uh, he was a lot better because I mean, they were big 10 defenses are weird. Um, So I I liked him kind of in those underneath zones. Uh, But I I think your thing about zone instincts is interesting because I would say the reason uh, that would be the issue is because, you know, he's that, that tape is his redshirt freshman tape. It's coming off a COVID off season uh, where the big 10 was like, on and off with playing so i'm wondering if like just i mean he didn't have much experience so that might be why you know get him a few years so get him a few more years playing maybe he'll improve that so you know i think with this disappointing year maybe he comes back next year and you know we see kind of see some more steady steady improvement from him uh but my improvement and it kind of goes into your best trait i my improvement was man coverage versus wide receivers and i tend to have this as my improvement for a lot of safeties um just because like again they flash it and then, and then you would just wish they could do it more consistently. But I, I think it's interesting that you note that it's very good against tight ends and big slots. And I think that's why I had it as my improvement because I was like, okay, like he's doing it against these big receivers, you know, and that's good to see, especially for like a slot slot safety kind of guy. But I just want to see him do it more consistently against wide receivers, which is something he doesn't necessarily have to do on an every down basis. But for a guy, again, that we thought was going to be like, oh, this like really top prospect for him to struggle there. I was like, okay, this is kind of a problem. Yeah, and you have uh, a tangentially related aspect to my best trait as your improvement, and the same goes for me. My my improvement is tangentially related to your best trait for him. I think he needs to get better at shedding blocks. Okay. I I thought that was a place where he could definitely, especially with, I thought he had pretty good length and good – arms and like i didn't think he was like necessarily like you see some safeties where they're tiny and you're like they have no chance ever of getting off blocks i don't think joseph is that he is a little bit slender but i don't think he's just a guy that's never going to be able to i think with some practice and improved technique he can get better at getting off of blocks and especially if you're talking about what we've said so far if he's going into the nfl it's a man against tight ends big slots and then a slot safety and a in the box strong safety he's going to be getting blocked by a lot of tight ends here in the run game and he's going to be in the box in the nfl so i definitely think that it's something that's necessary for his game like he's not like one of these free safeties that's just going to be 12, 15 yards off ball. He's going to be up in the box. So he's going to have to get better at it. And I think he has the potential to. I I thought it was okay. Like I didn't I didn't think it was terrible, but it definitely had a lot of room for improvement. Yeah, it's funny that you said he's slender and like he is only 192 pounds. Uh, but I thought he, based on that, knowing that weight, I thought he looked pretty big for that weight. But that might just be the way the jersey fits or something. But I was actually kind of impressed by that. Um, but we'll move on to another relatively smaller safety now. Yeah, and that's Daxton Hill. He actually is listed at the exact same weight, 192 pounds, but he is six foot instead of six one at Michigan. Where's number 30? for the Wolverines. Mitch, what did you think his best trait was? 
I thought it was his trigger and, and that kind of is tangentially related to athletic ability being a really good trait for him. Uh, but his, he's got, he's a very good athlete. You know, he's, you know, he's, he's a slender guy. Uh, he's very explosive, very fast, changes direction. Well, but he also has very good eyes and he processes things quickly. So when you combine those, you get a guy that, you know, whereas we talked about brisker, like kind of lacking some of that and he has to rely on his anticipation, you know, Hill can maybe be like a half second late, but he can get back in phase and attack the ball because of his athleticism. So that's good to see. Um, and especially triggering downhill to get into the uh, box to stop the run. He's very good at that and very willing to stop the run, which is good for a, you know, relatively undersized safety with in relation to the other guys we're talking about. Um, I would say that again, for his worst trade, I would say it's man coverage on vertical routes. Basically if a guy beats him going down the field, like on slot fades or something, uh, it's a bit of a struggle for him. So he kind of panics and doesn't really know what to do, which is, you know, for a guy with good athleticism, that's kind of surprising, but it might just be him being uncomfortable in man coverage. So that's kind of an issue. And as, as a safety, you can mitigate that. But I also just really like that he can, he can press the line of scrimmage and play the slot, which is nice, you know, and I think that's why he kind of panics. Like if he misses with his hands or the guy just gets by him, he's like, oh God, what do I do now? Uh, but I really like this guy. I heard, I heard a lot of good things about him. So I was excited to watch him. He did not disappoint. He plays a di- ton of different stuff for Michigan. You know, he's playing in the box as a dimebacker sometimes, even though he's less than 195 pounds. Uh, and he's a really good slot blitzer. Really, that's where his athleticism is a real asset because he can just explode off the line at the snap and get into the backfield quickly. Yeah, I, I, I agree with a lot of what you said for uh, best trait. I did want to add a couple things that I thought he had pretty good range and you touched on his athleticism and you touched on it in terms of his ability to close on the ball. And I, I really do think that this is a guy we talked about Brisker having to use his anticipation to make up for that athleticism. I think Hill could improve. That was my improvement was I thought his anticipation could improve. And if he does, he has that athleticism already to be able to make even more spectacular plays and I really loved his aggressiveness not only playing the ball but also he's very aggressive against the run as well um just a very very aggressive guy and I personally love that out of my safeties it's something that I definitely want and I also did think a weakness of his or point of improvement whatever you want to put it as was a was his general strength I thought he could at times, I thought it was more of an improvement. I think he is a guy where you could add a little bit of weight. He played with good strength. I don't, I don't necessarily know strength's the right word because he played with good strength for his size. Mm-hmm. It, it may just be, I should have put size because he is very, again 192 pounds he for what he does he is small so i think size would probably be a better descriptor than strength just because for his weight he is does play with good strength it's just you know you're 192 pounds there's only so much you can do i think if he could get a little bit bigger add a little bit more weight that would be very good for him in terms of how he likes to play as long as it doesn't take away from that athleticism and range yeah i definitely agree and i I think that's like i didn't mention that because i was like i think i kind of had the feeling where it's like okay he's x amount of size there's not much he can do but he has that willingness to get in there 
and, you know, give it his all. And I'm like, that's, that's good enough for me for a guy that size. Um, for my improvement, I had ball skills. And at the time, uh, you know, there weren't, he didn't have his great numbers this year in terms of ball production, but since I, since then, I think he's had two picks and he's kind of breaking up some more passes. But I think for a guy who's going to be kind of a more natural free safety, even though this year he's playing a ton in the slot for Michigan, um, he's played 514 snaps and 350 of those are in the slot. So he might just kind of be another slot safety guy. Um, but I'd be a little concerned about that, given some of his issues with the vertical with uh, getting vertical and man. But anyways, um, I, I think I just wanted to see some more ball production for a guy with such great athleticism. And, you know, maybe once you combine the thing you mentioned about his anticipation where he's like, okay, like I know what I'm seeing now. I feel more comfortable. I can use, I can pair that with my athletic ability and I can make more plays in the ball, specifically interceptions. Yeah. And I'm looking at stats. He has two interceptions and uh, eight pass breakups this year. So that's mm-hmm. really, really a lot better. That's previous to this. He had played in 19 games and had combined for two interceptions and nine pass breakups and yeah nine this year he's already right there with that it's yeah so you know improvement it's kind of being made in front of our eyes which is great to see um and yeah i mean he's been awesome this year i really love watching him play he's like you said super aggressive um you know plays with plays with like the proper amount of aggressiveness in terms of reckless abandon yeah and so where do you think he's going to go in the draft this guy's a first round lock for me uh, because again, he is very versatile. Uh, he's got that slot background. So teams are going to be like, okay, like we can play him on every down, you know, he can play in the box. He can cover deep. Uh, so I think he's definitely a first round guy. I would probably say, I think he's in my top 20 right now. He might even be in my top 15, but it's right in the, in that late teens range for me, I think. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little lower. He's a late first round guy for me, but uh, same general range. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that leaves the last guy in the, in the list. And I think it's a pretty consensus safety one prospect here. Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame. Where's number 14 for the fighting Irish six, four, 220 pounds, just a fantastic player. Uh, obviously is out right now with the injury and there's questions about if he's going to be coming back when that will be did you say it was a possibility for this week i believe you said i think they're still um they're not sure yet it's so he's playing virginia on saturday uh this might come out after then we'll see but they're still kind of waiting to hear back there hasn't been any updates as of when we're recording uh, i would imagine that they are going to play a cautious with him because they know he has such a bright future you know probably in the nfl maybe you know maybe he comes back i don't think so but you know I think that he, and he seems like a guy that would want to come back and play and not just kind of opt out. So that's, you know, that's a good thing for his stock uh, as a, you know, as a team player. Um, but yeah, I, I, I imagine he'll come back at some point in the season, but with only a few games remaining, maybe we don't see him again until the bowl game. If he comes back for that even. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's really just how if he wants to play i don't think he has anything to prove no really no he's he's so good and it's already quite obvious off of last year's tape he honestly he would have went probably top half of the first round for sure regardless of if he had played this year or not Mm -hmm. yeah um what did you think his best trait was um so i'm gonna start with his worst trait because i couldn't really come up with one 
Uh, so there will be less to talk about. I put man coverage question mark, and that's mostly just because they didn't put him in man a ton. And I thought the, the way that that defense was structured again in 2020 was super interesting because they used him a lot as a third level defender, as in the farthest back. And then you had, for, so for that defense last year, they had him on the back end, Owusu Koromo on the second level, and then a guy like, uh, like Dalen Hayes, or, you know, they had a good amount of good defensive linemen. Um, who's the guy that's on Atlanta now? Um, he has a really long, a data Kumbo, uh, data Kumbo Ogundeji, him. He's the other defensive end, really good player. Um, so they had like strong defensive line, Jeremiah Uskomo can flow sideline to sideline second level. And then you have Kyle Hamilton as cleanup. This year with Marcus, with bringing Marcus Freeman and uh, with Jeremiah Uskomo off the NFL, they're playing him in the slot a ton more. At least they were before the injury because they were like, okay, like we don't have a guy like Jay. Okay. who can race there. We need to get Kyle Hamilton close to the ball. And I thought that was really interesting. Uh, but I mean, this dude can do everything. I mean, he's a, he's huge. He's a freak athlete. Um, he, he has trigger, his trigger, his speed and his hit power are all special. I mean, we, if you're listening to this, you probably saw his game against Florida state this year, where he was just erasing throws from the deep safety across the field, just insane stuff. Um, I really, there's really not much bad I can say about him. I think everything is, a, a, it, everything is at least a good trait for him. <laughs> Yeah, and my best trait was just that versatility. He can do whatever you ask. And, mm-hmm. I mean, he can go ops from one hash to the opposite sideline and make a play on the ball. He did that earlier this year. I remember, I believe it may have been like a – Florida State. Yeah, Florida State. Yeah. It was one – I knew it was one of those first few games just made a great interception mm-hmm. over on the opposite sideline. And you see that, and it's just not a – one or two times he's able to do that consistently he's able to do everything consistently this is like i was talking to somebody about this and this is basically if you put derwin james's skills on an isaiah simmons body which is insane (laughs) yeah it's uh, obviously he's a little bit smaller than simmons but man it's still he's built he's insanely versatile and just extremely athletic because like you even look at looking back at Simmons you you say he had his issues and it was just the athleticism in that body that was made it worth a top 10 pick just the athleticism alone Hamilton has that same athleticism that same body type and he has all the skills and the technique that you want yeah, I, I for, for reference, my best trait for him was zone recognition. And like he just sees everything super quickly. He just has an innate understanding of how routes are developing. And then when you pair that kind of like how we talked about with Hill and Brisker kind of having different issues, like one with athleticism, one with anticipation. Hamilton doesn't doesn't have those issues. He's got all the athleticism in the world. He's got the anticipation. So he's just flying the ball, gets there super quickly, which I think that kind of ties into my um my improvement, which was tackling slash pursuit angles. Cause sometimes I think he kind of just is flying around and doesn't take the best angles or his tackling just gets his tackle form just gets messed up. Cause he gets there super fast. And the guy has made a cut that he didn't anticipate or something. So, and that's, that's pretty nitpicky, honestly. Yeah. And I, I definitely agree with you there. And I also had block shutting again. It's just like, I'm nitpicking. I'm just looking like, Oh, there's a few times where I think he could have gotten off this, block if he had used you know better technique because he he's a big strong physical dude he should be able to get off blocks and sometimes he just doesn't and it's like well you know what he does literally everything else and he even does that sometimes and it's like 
I'm just trying to find anything to put down as a worst trait. It's just yeah, this I'm, is the I'm searching, and this, that's the easiest thing I found. It was this is the kind of guy that I like to say, you know, if he and this is this is something that people said a lot with Simmons is like, if he can't fit your scheme, you need to find a new scheme. Yeah, he's even more so just because, yeah. again, he has all the technique already. So it's yeah. just, it, it's not even like Simmons, where Simmons can do anything you ask him. You just got to kind of teach him. Mm-hmm. Hamilton, you don't even have to teach. If you want him to just stick as a single high safety all the time, he can go be a single high safety and he can be a very good quality single high safety. He can be quality starter at anything you ask him. And then, where he's special is that he can do everything mm-hmm. so I, I draft range i put top 10 but realistically in terms of where i have him he's going to end up as a top three prospect it's just a matter of where is a safety valued and selected how high can that go we saw that last year with pits at tight end ended up being four that's typically a non- valuable position but just because of how special he ended up going for and i could very well see a similar top five selection for hamilton but you never you just never know with these positions that aren't as valuable it will really just depend on who's there what what they want what they need but like he's a top three player yeah no question it's just a matter of you know how high can a safety go Absolutely. And, you know, I think it is interesting because this year, you know, the quarterback class is not very good. They're not living up to the expectations. You know, there isn't really a consensus QB one. There really isn't even a consensus QB like top five. Um, And, you know, none of them are just, none of them have developed the way that people kind of wanted or anticipated. So you have this very defensive player heavy draft and you have a guy like Hamilton who is pretty much a consensus top three, maybe even top two talent in this class. And assuming he's healthy, I could definitely see him going top five, maybe even top three, because, you know, the last safety went that high was Jamal Adams going at five. And, you know, he's kind of shown some limitations. Was it six? Okay. I knew it was, it was up there, but, you know, I definitely see that possibility happening for Hamilton because, you know, there isn't really that QB. Um, He's consensually one of the top three prospects in this class, assuming he's healthy, you know, if if that injury isn't lingering or anything and he tests well, because I'm sure he'll test absolutely out of this world. You know, I don't really see any, I don't really, see, I, I, I think it's much more likely that he goes in the top three than, you know, not assuming health. Yeah, for sure. And you look and I, I wasn't there necessarily. I was obviously watching him, but I didn't scout Jamal Adams, but you look at what Adams is in the NFL and man, I, I, what Hamilton offers in terms of that versatility and able to do various things makes me think his value is so much higher than even a guy like a like a Jamal Adams and obviously I believe uh we you touched on uh I'm absolutely blanking on the Chargers safety oh Derwin James Derwin James okay yeah like if if Derwin had been healthy his whole career like everybody was like this dude is insane like we've seen like he has those clips where he's covering Keenan Allen and man coverage in training camp. And he just absolutely locks him up. And obviously Derwin can do basically, that was kind of the, that was the thing on him. It was like, Oh, I don't know if he can be like a true free safety or if he can like truly cover elite wide receivers. Meanwhile, he's out there 
uh, locking up one of the best route runners in the game. And, you know, maybe he can't play a true, you know, Earl Thomas style free safety, but I think you can live with trying him there because he is such a great athlete. Um, I think Hamilton, you know, I think, you know, Adams, when I think when he got drafted, you know, his upside, Harry, sorry, not his upside, his floor was extremely high. And, you know, I think that he's still able to have a role in the NFL because, you know, he is that great blitzer. He's that great run defender, but you know, I think people were like, okay, like his, but his, his ceiling might still be limited because I think a lot of people were like, he's still not going to be that elite, like center field safety. I think Hamilton can be that maybe not to the level of a hall of fame, you know, true single high free safety, but he can be very consistent there. I think, and I think a big part of that is just his height and length. Like he's just such a longer body. That was something that it, like just jumps off the screen is how long he is. And, you know, those long levers are just super helpful because you can just get places quicker. You can make more plays on the ball and you can, you know, stack and shed and then wrap, t- wrap players up better. Yeah, for sure. Just a absolutely incredible player. And, Again, if Derwin James, he had injury issues at Florida State, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big time. If he wouldn't, he went 15 despite injury issues. So uh, you would think if you have a very similar type of prospect here in Hamilton, I just don't see how he doesn't. Uh, I think far as long as he's healthy, he's definitely a top five pick. And I think that if if you're a team such as Jacksonville picking in the top there or the Eagles and you're at two or three or whatever, I don't, if you pick him, I, I think that's a pretty good pick for you. A couple teams there that really do need secondary help. And I just don't see how you can, you can critique a team for picking him as long as, like if if they need an edge rusher, obviously the more valuable position, and you have a good edge rusher like Thibodeau. But after that, if any team picks Hamilton, I can't fault them at all for that. Yeah, absolutely, couldn't agree more. All right, so we will be back next week to go over some of the Southern safeties in this draft class. So until then, let's get fired up.